in grade school, I wrote a story about um, how the Tukat can got his colorful beak. Like I would just make things up. And all my life, I thought, well, I'd make up something. I would write fiction. And then of all things, I found what um, I was really called to do was use my observation skills to picture life as it really is, but with a greater appreciation for it. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast, where today we are sharing another great gratitude interview with Deborah Hawkins. Deborah is the author of No Small Thing, a book of mindful meditations. This book also has a companion book, which is called Practice Gratitude and Transform Your Life. I have had a chance to read and work through these books myself, and I love Deborah's approach to gratitude. Deborah suffered through early childhood trauma. And this led her to a tendency towards depression in her adult life. Following a car accident, she decided she didn't want to live like this anymore and started a weekly gratitude writing practice. Since then, she's written over 500 blog posts. Deborah has great energy and a passion for finding gratitude in everyday moments. She encourages us to move away from transactional or list-based gratitude. And as you listen into the podcast, you'll also learn how to find your own gratitude themes and how gratitude can boost your confidence. Now, before we get into the podcast, I wanted to share with you something really exciting that's happening starting in the next couple of weeks. For the past 10 years, I've been running a program called the 30-Day Whole Body Detox. If you were around the podcast last year, you would have heard me talking about it. And I wanted to share some new and exciting things that are happening with this program. Now, first, the question you're probably asking yourself is, how are gratitude and gut health related? Well, I've done several webinars explaining the two being very connected. And if I can put it simply, when we take time to practice gratitude, it has a positive effect on so many of our bodily functions, including our digestion. Simply sitting down for a meal and pausing before eating can have a positive impact on our digestion. What you might not know about me is that I've been studying gut health and the microbiome for over a decade. And this year, I'm very excited to announce the upgrade to the 30-day whole body detox, and that is the six-week gut reset. Perhaps you heard an episode earlier this year with my business partner, Kathy Skelcher, and I, when we talked about going away and doing some planning for the upcoming year and the programs that we wanted to share. Working with Kathy has allowed me to expand this program in ways that I'd never thought of before. So not only will you be supported with your gut health and digestion, with menu plans, recipes, and ways to nourish your body over the six-week program, there will also be live yoga classes, live gratitude meditations with yours truly, and five different live workshops, as well as one-on-one and group coaching. If you're feeling like you're lacking vitality and energy, you're not getting the rest you need, and your digestion just doesn't feel great, 
I invite you to take a closer look to see if this program is right for you. You can check out all the details at sixweekgutreset.com. You can message me directly through that site, or if you find the program aligns with where you are right now and you're looking for this kind of support, you can also register directly through the site. Our program starts on April 3rd, 2022. I would love to have you as a part of this incredible journey to really nourish your mind, body, and spirit, all while focusing on gut health for six weeks this spring. And now let's get into the episode with Deborah Hawkins. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Deborah Hawkins to the podcast. Hello, my friend. Hi, Julie. I'm so grateful to have you here, a partner in gratitude, a woman who lives gratitude in so many beautiful ways. She is a blogger, author, group facilitator, and coach. And she wrote The Best of No Small Things Mindful Meditations, which I'm showing for those that are watching the video, uh, while she was going through a depression. She also created the accompanying guide that goes with it, which is practice gratitude, transform your life, which I have been going through myself. And Deborah developed her practice and the principles of intentional gratitude as she worked her way out of depression in her early fifties. She has written over 500 blog posts and now has a sense of empowerment and contentment in her life and guides others on how to do the same. So Deborah, there's obviously a little bit of background to your story. I've mentioned a little bit in the intro, but tell me a little bit about, you know, your journey where you started this, this blogging journey. Sure. Um, it's pretty incredible thinking about what I'm trying to get known for, uh, being about gratitude, because the early part of my life, I was feeling anything but grateful. I was, um, I experienced trauma as a child, and um, this left me with um, depression, a tendency towards depression as I got older. So I didn't have satisfying relationships or a good career. And though I wasn't like, um, I was pretty intelligent, um, I didn't really feel sure of myself and feel um, worthy and deserving of the good things, I guess. And after a period of trying to start yet another job, I moved back to my hometown and promptly had a car accident and was working temp jobs again. And other things were not going right. And I just decided I can't go on like this. I can't. I wasn't suicidal, but I couldn't imagine living like this the rest of my life because I was so depressed. I was hopeless, basically. And I decided, well, I'll start from where I am. I'll start small. And I decided to write a short reflection that might be like 600 or 800 words, not very long, um, about like something from my everyday life that either uh, made me aware that it brought convenience to my life, added joy or pleasure to my life, or added meaning to my life. And I started doing this, and 
immediately I felt a little bit better. And part of this, I suppose, was because I was a writer who wasn't writing. <laughs> and this kind of gave me a focus to, to write, a purpose for writing. And um, I continued to do this. And then after I did this for a while, I realized that I tended to write about a handful of topics or what I would call themes. And um, this awareness made me, I gave, created an aha moment. I realized I had personal gratitude themes and I suspected everybody has their own. That's, I think one reason why I think gratitude is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's a way to celebrate who you are as a person because nobody has the same things that causes sparks gratitude in them. So my story, whatever comes, is kind of remarkable because it came from such a dark place. Wow. There's a lot of powerful things you just shared in a very short introduction. So I have a few questions for you to before we kind of dive deep into the gratitude part. So you mentioned being a writer. So you said that in, at the time of your life, you'd had a car accident, you're doing temp jobs. So where did the writing part come from? Is just, you were just a writer kind of all through your life. Did you have a practice of writing before? I loved making up stories because, um, like I said, I um, suffered from certain traumas in childhood and to some extent making up stories was an outlet for me. Mm. It was a way to feel free. And um, I really enjoyed that. And I started writing things as a pretty young person. I would write things down. I like in high school, I made up, a, uh, I wrote a satire of Hamlet. I called it Gimlet. I did like a lot of things. I, in grade school, I wrote a story about um, how the Tukat can got his colorful beak. Like I would just make things up. Yeah. And all my life, I thought, well, I'd make up something. I would write fiction. And then of all things, I find what um, I was really called to do was use my observation skills to picture life as it really is, but with a greater appreciation for it. The power of storytelling to take us out of traumatic times. It's really important. And, you know, it's interesting how as a child the and as a young adult, maybe the, the storytelling took you to other places, but then you came back to the storytelling after a traumatic time as an adult, right? A car accident, that is not, you know, something to be taken lightly. And you came back to your writing and you came back to the story, but in a totally different way that allowed you to connect with such a greater and wider audience as you grew this work. So when did you, did you decide right away? I'm very curious when you started writing, was it already on a blog or were you just writing for yourself? No, I did them simultaneously. I've done different types of writing before, mm -hmm. but um, for this little 
and journal of my grateful experiences or grateful reflections. I started it as a blog because I was really um, sort of backwards. I wasn't keen on online things. I, <laughs> I'm i 65 years old. I didn't like take to this very easily. And I thought, well, this would be a chance, an opportunity for me to like maybe get an audience, which I couldn't necessarily do waiting for my big publishing break. (laughs) And um, it was a chance to learn a little bit about how to operate in the wired world. So even though I'm still, I'm still kind of resistant, I managed to post a blog and I continue to do that almost every week for the last nearly 12 years. Okay. So you're continuing to, wow. So I didn't realize So you've definitely, I mean, it takes such discipline to do something on a weekly basis. You have a weekly um, gratitude love letter that I share every week. I've been sharing it now for four, almost maybe five years, every single week. I've probably missed a couple of weeks here and there, but um, you know, so I understand the the challenge and the, the discipline it takes to post something every week. So I hadn't realized that this was still a practice that was continuing after you wrote your book because you started writing your book in 2019. Uh, no, uh, right. Uh, it published at the end of 2019 okay. and early in the year is when I put it together. Okay. So most of the book was actually Right. Um, taken from blog yeah. posts, yes. but then I wrote the guidebook separately, right? Yeah, which is so great. So what's, so again, just on the video, I'm sharing the books, but um, so the best of no small thing, that is a collection of your personal stories. Yes. No, it's a collection of blog posts blog that post. were actually on the site yeah. between 2010, which is when I started the site, yeah. and when I published the book, when I closed the the, <laughs> the project. So it's like 50, stro- 50 blogs that either people commented on, okay. I really feel that they represented some important message. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I was wondering how you um, pick... Like from all those blog posts. So I really, um, I enjoy too, this idea of the thematic gratitude. And, you know, I just underlined something here from your book that goes back to what you're saying about gratitude being very individual. You say um, that the real power of gratitude is in understanding the value of a particular thing to you. For me, a gratitude habit is not just about doing an inventory exercise regularly. To me, gratitude requires a self-awareness and is a natural response to being conscious. Okay, let's talk about that for just a minute. So tell me a little bit more. Let's let's sure. dive in here. I think this is very important. So good for you to zero in on this. Um, I like people send me articles all the time about um, how much gratitude is in the press or in um, different parts of our culture. Now it's showing up in the workplace or whatever. And I think I say to myself, well, people are still used to uh, like um, doing an inventory of things that they're happy about, which I think it's great in terms of 
awakening your mind to the fact that there's these things out there all the time that you could be grateful for, you could pay attention to. So I don't like knock it from that standpoint. But um, I really feel that people are very limited if they think this is what gratitude is, because this approach of gratitude as a response to a happy outcome is very limiting, gives all the power to circumstances. What if you didn't like what if you didn't get a call from the guy you have a crush on or or you uh, or you didn't get all green lights on your drive home from work? Would you not be able to be grateful like it? it this uh, approach really, I think, puts the emphasis on the wrong thing. So I think that um, gratitude at its most powerful is a self-directed orientation to life. So that if you know what you're grateful for, you could intentionally see those things in more circumstances that are just out there. That's what life is presenting to you. And that's what I see when I read your blog post in your book, right? As I see how you are really finding and searching out moments of gratitude in these different um, parts of your life and these stories you went through. One story, and you know, if you don't remember it, I totally understand because you've written like a lot of blog posts, but one that kind of stood out to me was when you talked about the Seder dinner that you went to. And how you, you were like, this isn't traditionally what I expected. <laughs> so um, is that a story? Can you sh- share that? Do you have a memory? Sure. Of um, okay. Because that was really I interesting. Call, I refer to myself as a Hindu. Okay. Which is like a Judist because I was raised in a re- reformed Jew- Jewish family, but we didn't practice things a lot. But I had friends who were Orthodox and as a special invitation to me, they would have me join their Passover dinner, which was a really, it's like getting dropped in Marrakesh or some <laughs> someplace really strange and foreign and exotic. This was not like anything I was accustomed to. So the, the word for Seder, it's a, a special holiday dinner. And the word means order that uh, this holiday dinner in the Jewish tradition is about following a certain order in the prayers, in the observances, how we deal with each other. And um, I was used to a certain order and how they celebrated was totally (laughs) out of the order that I was accustomed to, but it was also perfect order. It felt like the perfect order because it was what it was. And if you accept the world as it is, you could find the perfection in it. That is really so critical. What you said is, you know, you accept you accepted the occasion as it was. You accepted that this lack of order that you had thought you were walking into, right? You you had expectations and you turned it into appreciation, which I know sounds a bit trite, but it is, you know, gratitude and appreciation are definitely connected. They're not quite the same, but you were able to look at it from 
I just, it's interesting. I just reading your words, when you shared that story, I really felt there with you and felt that I could see this occasion with those eyes of gratitude and appreciation for what was happening right in front of you. So that was very powerful. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. You know, you wrote this in your book. And again, this goes back to what you just said is that gratitude is the most powerful as an attitude you bring to your experience. So you showed up, you showed up in that experience looking for gratitude. So tell me a little bit about how someone who's not used to looking at gratitude in this way or practicing gratitude in this way, like how do we show up? Because you said something really wise, which was a lot of our gratitude practices are based on what has happened to us and giving thanks for things that have already happened to us. So how do we then instead show up and in this, this way of gratitude? Well, I think one thing is really expecting something to be, to be able to find something to appreciate in everything. And that like might seem like a big stretch, but if you practice this a little bit, you could, if you know what your gratitude things are, yeah. um, it, um, the experience can get built where you more often than not can genuinely see things to appreciate in the moment. As an example, and I've used this before a little bit, when my personal themes is belonging, I really feel like incredibly grateful when I feel a sense of belonging. So that could be to a family, to um, a group of friends, to the family of man, whatever it is. So when I feel like I really belong in this situation, I feel really grateful. So I remember I was in um, a grocery store and I was really angry and impatient 
I couldn't wait to check out, but there was a long line ahead of me. So I was just miserable. And I looked at the person ahead of me and the person ahead of them and the other lines, checkout lines every all along the front of the store. And we all like looked at each other and we started smiling because we were all miserable, but we were in some ways happy if they were also motivated by this sense of belonging. So even though this was not a great circumstance, I found something that was genuinely important to me, something I could appreciate in this circumstance. So I, um, some people might not think about belonging and being really important to them, but um, I try to teach people how to get in touch with what their personal gratitude themes are. And once you know what your themes are, it becomes so much easier to spot that in your life in all sorts of circumstances. And I really think that a powerful idea is that gratitude is confidence boosting. People don't usually think of that as a benefit of gratitude. They think, well, it's good for sleep or good for relationships or good for resilience. But I think it's genuinely confidence boosting because if you get into a habit and build a track record of being able to bring up your own mood yourself, Mm. you could go into any situation pretty confident that you could genuinely find something you might not like, but you could find something you can appreciate in all sorts of circumstances. Yes, absolutely. I I had not worded it like that, but I can see that seen in my own life actually. And I thanks for naming that the the gratitude that it can help you be confident. And the lining up, like this is, you know, we're in interesting times right now. We are in definitely challenging times. And I always say there's never been a more important time for gratitude, but right now it really does feel like it is very easy to fall into a very negative place. It is a very difficult time um, geopolitically, you know, pandemic wise, like there's, it's a lot. And this ability to approach a situation, you know, and having this, like, like you said, the themes to fall back on and to look at and where my gratitude theme can help me in this particular situation. You know, I was thinking about that, um, because with fuel prices increasing for our vehicles, the lineups, when you see, we have like one particular station near us, the gas station that always has a bit of a better price. And the whatever's listed on the, the billboard is always a little bit less because they give you your, the member price without having a member card. So a lot of people want to go there and it's like awkward to get into and you can't turn the right way. But I focus on, you know, gratitude. Maybe I have to wait a little longer, but I'm grateful that, you know, I may be saving a couple of dollars by being here, even though I have to be a little bit extra patient to get in line and it's tricky to get in and out of the gas station. I am looking for what in this situation that I, that is that I'm grateful for. So 
Um, you explain how to do, you know, find your personal themes and everything really well in the book. But for those that haven't had a chance to pick up the book yet, can you share us just some ideas of where we would start to look for our own themes? Sure. Um, and this question does get asked, how does somebody get started to really think of gratitude as a regular part of their life? So uh, I recommend to practice being in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being mindful is the core of how I want to live, whether it's about gratitude or anything else. It's like being mindful helps me make decisions. You know, I explain that if you're not getting what you want, you could either change, if you take a look at that, you could change your tactics, or you might find out that you could have to change what you think you want to actually reflect what you're doing. <laughs> because what you think you want is not necessarily supported by your actions. So when you're mindful, you could rechoose anything in any moment. And I think that's like so incredible to own that. And I really feel being mindful is a wonderful way to start practicing gratitude. Because if you take out a few moments periodically during the day to say, what's happening now? How do I feel about this? What really is standing out for me? What do I want more of or less of? And that'll clue you in a lot to what you might be grateful for. And then you keep like peeling away the onion layers of onion. (laughs) That if you identify what some of your core quality, the core qualities that underlie a grateful experience, you could um, much better find that in other things. So the the first step is to identify those qualities. And I think the best way is just by practicing mindfulness, practicing being in the moment. So we're looking for our core qualities that make up our grateful moments. And we can start to find those by practicing being mindful, being in the moment. And I love what you said too, about asking yourself, you know, um, what do I want more of and what do I want less of? Also very good questions. I think developing any practice involves asking really good questions and your guide, your practice gratitude, transform your life, your book really does help. I'm working through it myself. I love learning new ways to practice gratitude because I know that my own gratitude journey, I mean, it's a journey. And, you know, one of my core gratitude moments is this getting to know others, like this ability to connect and ask questions is something I'm most grateful for in my life. Uh, This podcast has brought me so much joy. And also what it does is it it helps, it sets me up for like the rest of the day and just being in this moment of, of true gratitude for just learning from someone else and hearing their experiences and how gratitude has made 
such a difference in their own lives. So, um, Deborah, as we as we come to a close um, to our time together, I'd love for you to share some of the ways that you, you know, you're clear about the way that you write and the way that you see things. Do you have specific though daily gratitude practices that you do that you would share with us? Um, I have a journaling practice that I call talking with God. Mm. And basically I sit down and we have a conversation and whether it's God or my higher self or whatever aspect of me that is not my conscious brain talking um, is it's really interesting and it's causing space for necessarily getting an answer quickly or filling in every uh, space on the page to give a little space to things to come up. And I think that's really has been very um, helpful for me. I've done this years ago and then I abandoned this because I do so much kinds of writing. And yet um, I felt compelled to bring this back into my life as a practice. The other things I do are also writing practices. I try to write at least, if not every day, a few times a week. I try to write five ways I want to acknowledge myself. Um, I might write, I acknowledge myself for um, calling this person or trying to initiate a dialogue or whatever it is. And it could be simple. It could be about doing the laundry, but it's like, it's so easy to look at a to-do list and think of what was not completed. And I want to always come to life from the position of being worthy. And I think that's really important to periodically acknowledge yourself for whatever, because even if things are not exactly as you want, that... um, that you're going in the right direction is really important. And feeling that, seeing the concrete evidence of that is a great motivator. So I write acknowledgements. I also write what I call encouragements. So I like to think of things that came up, little synchronicities that might've come up that makes me feel the universe is also helping me along. Perfect. I love so many ideas. So wonderful, different writing practices, different ways of connecting with God or source, whatever, you know, people choose to, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. So Deborah, um, where is the best place for people to connect with you or to find you? Um, thank you. Um, I have two books and you could find them on Um, The Best of No Small Thing, Mindful Meditations, and Practice Gratitude, Transform Your Life. You could find them on Amazon or any online bookseller. They're not in the bookstores. So you could do that, or you could go to my blog and website, which is nosmallthing.net. So you could read my current blog. You could also um, 
see more about my books and click through from there. And also the courses and things I'm offering doing on the side is all on my website as well. Okay, perfect. Now I do have one last question about your books. So is there, what's this, um, the significance because you have river rocks when that's kind of like a heart, that's what your cover of your books are. So is there a specific reason why you chose this as your cover? Yes, that's an interesting question. Um, That's been the concept from the beginning of the book or from the beginning of the blog, from this idea of no small thing. Um, The idea of no small thing is um, there's a few things going on. One, I want to impress on people, like there's no such thing as a small miracle. Everything, it's either a miracle or it's not. And I feel that similarly about things to be grateful for. It doesn't matter if it's a, something big or something small. It still makes you feel grateful. <laughs> and the only thing that matters is where you put your attention, not how big or small something is. So there's something about these stones that might seem insignificant, but they're not if you pay them attention. And so there's a lot of stones and there's one heart-shaped stone. And that's a reminder that um, it starts uh, feeling good, feeling connected, feeling hurtful about things, really starts by paying attention to something and noticing what you're feeling, what you feel strongest about. And um, there's wonderful miracles in in everyday things, in a bunch of rocks <laughs> or in the grocery store or whatever. Perfect. Thank you so much. I was just really curious about that. So thank you again, Deborah. So wonderful to have you here on the podcast today. I truly appreciate you. And thank you for sharing your beautiful stories with our audience. Thank you very much. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.